Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora, Ken Wyman, and Tim Barbalace. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. going to continue with the plan of building for this bright, long future in the American League East. And I think we're right there. I think that it's liftoff for this team. That ball will never be seen again. Man, I can't stop that kid. Man, oh man. Gunnar Henderson, a slider that just stayed up. Wasted no time. You know, hit that ball 462 feet. A one-hopper off the warehouse. <laughs> That ball will never be seen again. No. <laughs> it's one of the greatest calls ever. There's a marking, though, on Utah Street. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if the placard's there yet. I'll check. But yes. last time I was there, they had it marked. They're ready to, you know, keep that memorialized forever. You will see that forever. And then prior to that home run call, the 464-foot blast by Gunnar Henderson, Michael I is saying, I think it's liftoff from here for mm -hmm. this team. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of that quote, August 3rd, 2022. Remember, that was when the Orioles, they traded Jorge Lopez, they traded Trey Mancini, a lot of national pundits, Buster, yeah, uh, took shots of them for waving the white flag, so they thought sure. they ended up winning 83 games. And it is liftoff, that is for sure. It's inside access. We're on the road again. Pickles Pub, we're inside today because there's some rain during the day. So far, just, so good, Bone. Just looking at the forecast, though, knock on wood, it seems like the game should begin on time. Nine o'clock hour, a little sketchy, yeah. but no Kenny. Kenny's yep. in Alabama. And <laughs> a day yesterday... He was rooting for this instance. Now, there's still time for a possible transaction to that be announced. That liftoff would include another uh, <laughs> yes. kid making a major league debut? Yes. But we have yet to hear that. We have yet to hear yes, that. Jason. So if we're going another day, perhaps another series without Jordan Westberg, Colton Cowser news, you don't seem as irate as Ken thought you would be. Well, I'm still remaining somewhat hopeful that they just haven't announced it yet, but that it's, you know, the player or players are, are in transit. Um, look, it, it, we've been talking about it for a while. Everybody's talking about it now. 
the Royals aren't getting anything at a second base and shortstop in terms of offensive production. Um, that's just a fact. They're 29th in on-base percentage among all second basemen, 24th in OPS, 29th in on-base percentage from the shortstop position, 23rd in OPS. We know that there's one individual at each of those positions who played over 95% of the reps, at-bats, and innings, and that's Adam Frazier and, and Jorge Mateo. And we're going to get into later in the show, because we've got a huge guest coming up in a few minutes, um, some of the breakdowns between the Orioles' home and road. And, and there's some guys who are hitting much better at Camden Yards who we think could really cash in on this extended homestand. There's some guys who are basically the same home and road, not a huge difference, and then there's two outliers, T-Bone. Adam Frazier, if you think he's going to start getting hot at home, I would say this probably isn't the time. He's got a 784 road OPS, 537 at home, Bone. He's got a 252 on-base percentage all season long at home, batting just 184. Jorge Mateo on the road? If, if this was his everyday production, we could live with it, Bone. Mateo on the road, 244, 296, 426, 722 OPS. Just about the league average with his defense. You could live with it. The problem is they play half their games at home, Bone. And Mateo at home, 200, 221, 267. That's a 488 OPS. Your second baseman, 537 at home. Your shortstop, 488. Mullins looked pretty good in Norfolk, played a little bit of both games in the doubleheader. I don't think he's going to be here today. Mountcastle's really struggling down there. Those two guys, when they went on the I.L., were leading the team in RBIs. You could use a little more length in this lineup. You could use guys who are getting on base more than Frazier and Mateo are. We'll see if something materializes today or over the weekend. I don't know that this needs to continue any longer, Bone. These guys over 70 games are showing you who they are. At some point, Michael Elias will believe it, and he'll go to see what's behind the Norfolk Tides door. And now we're entering the stretch run into the All-Star break. The Orioles play 16 games yes. in 17 days. They got the Mariners in town, first of three today, then the Reds. Hottest team in baseball, Cincinnati Reds. Then the Twins, Yankees, Twins again. So there's going to be a lot of factors at play here. The calendar's about to turn to July. Trade deadline's August 1st. You want to know what you have in some of these guys heading into the All-Star break, heading into the trade deadline. That way you have a better picture, if you're Mike Elias, of what you know you need to improve at. And look, one of the areas the Orioles have excelled, and we're going to talk to the young man behind it, or primarily behind it in a minute. I talked about second base and shortstop production and how they're, they're bottom two in the league in on-base percentage, bottom six in the league in OPS. Third base production for the season, and there's some Ramon sprinkled in, but a lot of Gunner. Second in the major leagues in on-base percentage. Fourth in OPS. We heard that monster call from a Gunner Henderson Utah Street shot coming in. Um, I can't wait to talk to this young man who looks like he's capable of carrying a heavy, heavy load, Bone. You said it. Gunner Henderson joining us on the other side, and that's part of a jam-packed show. Again, we're broadcasting live from Pickles Pub. We're here 2-6. to six. Then Bob Haney, Oreo Hall of Famer Mike Bordick, who is joining this show at 5.30 prior to Baltimore baseball tonight, taking you up until first pitch. Orioles, Mariners. We got Gunner Henderson after the break. Ariel Epstein will get our best bets with her. Rock Cabaco. He, of course, is at the yard. We'll get the latest from Brandon Hyde. Injury updates. What is he hearing? 
and also Ryan Divish, who is a beat reporter for the Mariners as well, Jason. Yeah, and look, we'll talk some Ravens. Uh, a lot of projections for Lamar Jackson starting to come out in the fantasy football community and the analytic community. What's it going to take for him to get back in the top tier of all quarterbacks? We'll talk about that. We'll look at the league at large. We'll look at everything going on in Major League Baseball as well. And, yes, everything you need for this O's Mariners series, including potential AL Rookie of the Year, Gunnar Henderson, coming up next. Gunnar Henderson, you heard it. The man is scorching hot after scuffling at the plate over the first month of the season or so. What was his turning point for him? And also, we've talked a lot about it on this show. Is it difficult for Gunner to bounce back and forth from shortstop and third base? We're going to hear what Gunners has to say about that next. It's Inside Access, and we're broadcasting live from Pickles Pub on the fan. Inside Access. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Your front row seat to all Baltimore sports. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Inside Access. We're on the road again, broadcasting live inside of Pickles Pub today. We're, we're doing this just to play it safe. There's rain in the forecast. However, if you have tickets tonight, if you're thinking about coming out tonight, the weather, there. it looks like there is a window to get this game in. Not really much of a chance, too big of a chance of rain at the 7 o'clock hour. We're waiting to hear from uh, American League Rookie of the Year candidate, Gunnar Henderson. And Gunnar... He's turning 22 next week, Jason. I'll say that again. 22, youngest player in the American League right now. And you can go back to May 12th, where his batting average at the time was 170. He's gained 72 points 
since that moment. Amazing. And we heard the walk-up music there, the Gwen Stefani. That's, frankly, the thing I want to ask him about most because we've talked to Gunner since the Orioles drafted him, and he was a headbanger. He loved the old-school Motley Crue, the old-school Guns N' Roses, ACDC. I think that switch to the walk-up music has oh, you something think that's to it? do with the turnaround. <laughs> There's got to be a story behind that. You don't go from Motley Crue to Gwen Stefani just on a win. I, I think there's something to it. And you want to talk about a 180 there, too. Yeah. I mean, Gwen's awesome. No, it's I'm a great song. I mean, it's a great hook. But, I look, I've seen this kid play all the way through the minors, and it was always rock and roll, old school rock and roll. I think, I think it has some small part in this turnaround that we all knew was coming, you know, and the people who were talking about going back to AAA were, didn't know what the hell they were watching. And joining us now, we'll get the scoop on that, is Gunnar Henderson, American League Rookie of the Year candidate, Orioles third baseman. Gunnar, let, let's go back to early on in the season where you walked a ton, the batting average, it lagged behind, and now you're just crushing baseballs. We just heard a call, uh, it, you missed it coming in, an announcer saying you're never going to see that ball again about your Utah Street shot. Was there a moment for you where things really started to click and slow down at the plate? Like, was there a home run or an extra base hit that you thought was the turning point? Um, I didn't. I wouldn't really say like just one specific like turning point. It was just developing over the course of a few weeks. It started to feel good in the box and was hitting the ball uh, pretty hard, and it was just going right to people. So, and that and that sense of things. I mean, you can't. Uh, be mad about that, but it is a little frustrating in the time because you're like, well, I've been struggling for however long now, but uh, and they're still not falling, but you just got to trust it and know that uh, they'll eventually start falling. So it wasn't as easy as you changing your walk-up music from Motley Crue to Gwen Stefani? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say so, yeah. I still have uh, Motley Crue in, in the back pocket in case I need it, but uh, I guess this one's got some mojo right now, so. <laughs> Come on, how did this happen? We've talked to you since you were drafted, and I saw you play all through the minors, and it's always ACDC or Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses. Did somebody talk you into this? How did we get there? Because that music's certainly working for you. I mean, you got an 850 OPS at home. Yeah, so uh, I was asking my brother for some uh, recommendations, my older brother Jackson, and he was sending me some over there. And I remember growing up when we had the iPod Touches, that I had, I remember that song being on there, and I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And then sure enough, it's uh, it's been working so far. So no no pushback from the clubhouse. Did did it catch? It had to catch some of the guys <laughs> off guard who know you well the first time you did it. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I mean, I usually stick to rock or country, but uh, I do know a lot of songs. So, but uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, didn't really think that that would be what I go with, but. Uh, it works, and as long as it has good mojo and we keep winning, I'll keep it. Yes. Don't change it. <laughs> We're speaking to Gunnar Henderson's Inside Access on the fan. Gunnar, you've been hitting breaking balls so much better this month as opposed to the first two months of the season. What's led to that? Uh, I felt like just some uh, posture changes that I had. I felt like I was uh, just trying to rush a little bit at the plate and then just really had to settle down and just give my chance myself or give myself a chance to see it and uh, just be able to react to it because throughout the minors, I mean, I hit them uh, pretty well and uh, just know it's a matter of time. Just allow myself to take a deep breath and not try to do too much with the pitch and just uh, let my natural swing and everything take over. 
Well, Gunner, one of the great things about your profile is even when you are having bad luck hitting the ball, you still get on base a ton, and you know how to work counts and have long at-bats and get pitchers a little frustrated and find ways to get on base. But I guess there's also a point of learning that balance between maybe being almost a little bit too passive and letting a few pitches go by that might be close enough to your damage zone that you kind of start changing that a little bit and attacking those pitches a little more? Is that sort of the process? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, when I was walking a little bit more, there were some pitches early in the early in the count to where I wouldn't swing. And, yeah, like you said, uh, just trying to find that right balance of being uh, too passive but also not too aggressive. So you got to find that in between. Of if they throw you one early, then don't uh, – that might be the best pitch you get. So get your swing off on it and make contact. I mean, uh, when you're going good, you'll make contact early. So, of course, the walk rates will go down. But at the same time, if it's, they're trying to nibble, then take those ones. And uh, if they don't ever come into the zone, then just take your walks. We know you got a hot bat, but you have a very sound glove as well, and you have a lot of versatility in the fact that you played some second base last year. We know you play shortstop and third base. Can it be tough bouncing back and forth sometimes between playing third and short? Uh, a few, a little bit, I would say, but I felt like I got my my feet up under me now, and uh, no matter where they put me, I feel I feel pretty comfortable. But uh, starting off the season, I was a little. A little difficult just being my first year and all and just uh putting a little pressure on myself just wanting to help the team in any way i could but um yeah i feel comfortable now i've uh, been playing third a lot and whenever i get my chances short i'll go out there and uh just do what i've always done and i felt like that's been the biggest thing is just really trusting myself and the work that i put in and just going out there and trying to help the team win in any way i can how do you sort of handle that in the pregame, um, though, Gunner, are you still fielding a fair amount of balls at short? Are you still trying to get work, you know, from those angles and from that perspective? Just because it's a long season and, you know, things can change from day to day and series to series. Yeah, so uh, depending on where I'm playing the night, obviously, is where I'll take ground balls. But if I played third a lot and I have an off day coming up or if I'm like DH or something and my mm-hmm. body feels good, then I'll get out there and take some at short. But, uh, yeah, it usually just depends on where I'm at during the day, and that's where I'll just take ground balls. We're speaking to Gunnar Henderson inside access on the fan. Gunnar, you guys, uh, third best record in the American League, and you got some reinforcements coming on the way with Cedric Mullins and Ryan Mountcastle both having some rehab assignments at Norfolk. I mean, that's got to be a big boost for you guys. Yeah, uh, those two guys are a uh, huge force, and, Especially uh, when we get those two back, it'll be really good to have them back and in the clubhouse, and they're just uh, awesome guys and looking forward to getting them back. Well, along those guys, along those lines, I'm sorry, a couple guys you know really well down there who have yet to make their debut, Colton Kowser, Jordan Westberg. How often are you hearing from them? Do you have any Lego building contest ongoing with uh, Colton? <laughs> any Anything you guys are uh, in competition about? Uh, yeah, those are those are awesome guys. But uh, yeah, I keep in touch with uh, Colton a lot. He's uh, we always talk, and hey, I don't know what his status on the uh, our competition this year is because yeah. he went down to Florida for a little while, and I don't know if he's sandbagging me right now and he's been building a lot, or if he's uh, he hadn't been building. So I don't really know exactly what his status is, but I would like to say I'm still ahead of him. But there again, he could, <laughs> could be telling me a story. Well, uh, Gunner, you're turning 22. 
next Thursday, which coincidentally enough is an off day for you guys. What is a perfect birthday for Gunnar Henderson? Uh, well, seeing how it's an off day, I would probably be sleeping in as long as I can and just get a nice lunch somewhere. And uh, I don't know, don't really know exactly what I want to want to want to get into yet. No Lego building? Uh, maybe a little bit if uh, my girlfriend will be here, so she allows me some some time uh, to <laughs> sit there and build. Well, I've got to ask you this, and it may be like asking you to – I know you don't have any kids, but it may be akin to asking someone, like, who's their favorite child, and we know no one will ever answer. But if you had to pick just one of your home runs this year that you could watch in, on, on YouTube in perpetuity and the other ones go away, is it the Grand Slam against Toronto? Is it the tomahawk shot down the line against Milwaukee? Is it the one that almost went in the water in San Francisco or the one that hit the warehouse? If you had to pick just one, which are you picking? Uh, I guess I'd have to say the warehouse warehouse shot. That was probably the coolest one, just because the history of the ballpark and it being like eleven year, eleven plus years older than me. So uh, to have the furthest one is pretty cool, or in game furthest one. Hey, that's a good problem to have having to pick one of those memorable shots. That's <laughs> that's not bad territory. Yes, sir. He's Gunnar Henderson, Orioles back home tonight against the Mariners, 7.05 first pitch at Camden Yards. Go out, see Gunnar Henderson and the O's. Gunnar, thanks so much for taking the time, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. We'll see you. Coming up next, Orioles. Of course, as I just said, they are back at home. What are some of the biggest disparities in the birds' home and road splits Looking at you, Adam Frazier, Jorge Mateo. How stark are those numbers? Jason Lockenfora has them for you after the break. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside Access. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jason, Ken, and the third member. I'm Tim Barbalace. It's Inside Access. Oh, he's terrible. He's a hack. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles back in action tonight at home. Start of a nine-game homestand. Mariners are in town. First of a three-game set. 7.05 first pitch. Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Mike Bordick, 6-7 to seven following us. We just had on Gunnar Henderson, Jason. And if you missed the interview, 
I mean, how can you hear it, Chase? You can the go Odyssey, to the Odyssey app, app right? listen to it right there, like, of a, course. like a chapter, like an yes. episode of a podcast. <laughs> it's so simple, I could do it. And we're also going to replay some of the best uh, sound from that interview later on during the show. But O's back home, and you just look at their record. 22-13 and 13 at home, 23-15 and 15 away from Camden Yards. But... Diving deeper into this, Jason, are there any home road splits for certain players that really stand out to you? Yeah, there are definitely a few that are that are noticeable. It's interesting, Bone. They have almost identical as a team home and road uh, slash lines. At home, they've got a collective 760 OPS. On the road, it's 737. Where the difference comes is in some of the power numbers in the overall production. And the wall of Baltimore obviously plays some role in it, and maybe it's in some guys' heads. Uh, they played 35 games at home. They've had 40 homers. They've scored 160 runs. They've played 38 games on the road, 49 home runs, so nine more. 200 runs scored, 40 more runs scored in just three more games. So then you kind of drill down and say, all right, well, who, 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 if you're going into this series and you're thinking about the Orioles trying to take – six of the next nine, seven of the next nine, who are some of the guys who are really thriving at Oriole Park at Camden Yards? Um, and it, one of the guys we just talked to, Gunnar Henderson, certainly qualifies. Um, Gunnar's got an 848 OPS at home, 760 on the road. Um, fairly significant difference, not as different as some of these other guys. Ramon Orias, bone his home OPS, I'm sorry, his home on base percentage is 386. Road is 284. That's a pretty massive difference. He's got an 804 OPS on at Camden Yards, 656 on the road. I, I suspect we find a way to get Ramon in the lineup tonight, maybe even at second base if Gunner's at third. And I get it. He's not a left-handed bat, and Frazier is, but Frazier's not really doing much damage against righties anyway, and he's doing no damage at home, which we'll get to. Adley Rutschman has the biggest uh, chasm between home and road splits. At home, 345 average, 436 on base percentage. Again, 436 on base percentage, 588 slugging percentage. Adley has an OPS of 1,024 at home. On the road, bone 636, which league average is 723. So a huge difference there. Adley could use some home cooking. Um, Austin Hayes, look, he's not bad on the road. 807 OPS, we'll all take that. He's batting 315 on the road. We'll all take that. But how about at home? Boom. 331 average, 366 on base percentage, 595 slugging. That's a 961 OPS at home. And Ryan O'Hearn, who I don't know how you take him out of this lineup anytime soon with what he's doing overall. But in 40 plate appearances at Camden Yards this season, Ryan O'Hearn is batting 400. He's getting on base 45% of the time. He's slugging 771. That is a 1221 OPS. 846 on the road. We'll take that all day long. But 1221 at home. He's been unbelievable. And no one could have seen Ryan O'Hearn coming. And even going back to spring training when we were having that debate, you were the one bringing up all the first basemen that were hitting so well. All these lefty power bats. With the Frenchman and, and O'Hearn and Luan Diaz. Diaz. And and none of them went north with the no. club. And of course Franchi uh Stowers did. Yes, he and did McKenna, for a minute. 
did, and one of them is still here, and one of them, it might be a lost season with whatever injuries ailing him. You mentioned Ramon, though, and we were texting, uh, might have been last night, where you sent a baseball American, and it was talking about possible trade chips on the major league roster for all 30 clubs. Oh, it was uh, it was Jim Bowden in the Jim athletic, Bowden, excuse in the, me, in the athletic. Jim Bowden for the athletic, and Ramon Urias's name was on there. Adam Frazier, yes. and Jorge Mateo, yes. And he didn't have Mountcastle, but we've talked a lot yes. about Mountcastle. That's the entire starting infield from opening day. Yes. Odds of at least one of them being moved. I mean, I would think it's somewhat inevitable. Um, I would think it's somewhat unavoidable you'd like to have some of those guys on your bench ideally while a, a Westberg and a Kowser are being sort of bled in but I think something has to give there uh and Ramon because he's so position flexibility you know I, I think probably has even more value to these guys than Frazier where he's playing second base not a premium defensive position and they've only put him in the outfield three times I mean O'Hearn played outfield way more than him. Vavra's played outfield more than him. I know he's hurt in AAA now, but I'm just saying as an example. If Adam, I mean, I, I get that Adam Fraser's this glue guy, and that's fine. Like, if you want to keep him here as a left-handed bench bat, I'm okay with that. But, like, anybody who's thinking, you know, Frazier's about to turn the corner, his last seven games have been a disaster. He's two for 21. And at home, on the season, he's batting 184. He's got a 252 on-base percentage, and a 537 OPS. That's for the season at home. He's 250 points higher on the road, and we just came off a road trip where he didn't do a damn thing. I get it. He ran into one fastball. He hit a home run. It's not really why he's here. Um, and Jorge Mateo, 488 OPS at home, 722 on the road. He's two different dudes. Now, he brings a level of defensive acumen, and you could put him in center in a pinch. You could put him in either corner outfit if you had to. You could put him at second. I would think on a team that's really going for it, trying to win a World Series, and God forbid somebody gets hurt, and he has to play shortstop every day, you you know, for a short period of time, you could live with the offensive limitations. I mean, hell, they've been living with it for over a calendar year, right? But to me, Frazier's the guy where if the only thing you really do is play second base, and if Jordan Westberg gets a chance to do that, and he can do it above a, a 670 OPS, which is where we are with this guy, if he could even do it league average with what his upside could be, I, I just don't know how much longer and that can hold him back. And going a step further with Frazier, Jason, because we've had various beat guys on, and we love all of them. We, we have them on all the time. We, we respect, love all, their, respect all their perspectives. Fantastic. But all of them say the same thing, and Brandon Hyde echoes it, of course, Adam Frazier in the clubhouse, Adam Frazier in the clubhouse. But I want to push back and say this. Go back to last year's trade deadline. What did you think Trey Mancini meant in this? Clubhouse? And everybody loved Lopi and was rooting for him with everything it, he'd gone through, and, and he'd finally found like stability and, and a real role here. And Trey had yes. lived through the yes. entire thing. They're getting out of it, and then they ship him off, which was the right decision, of yes. course. But I guess my point is, if something was to happen there with an Adam Frazier. That is not going to wreck this clubhouse. Please. It's not even going to be Stop. close to. Uh, the, Stop. He, he doesn't mean 
an iota compared to what Trey Mancini meant in that clubhouse for years. And that's with all due respect to Frazier. He was brought here to be a stopgap. Yeah. He's showing you he's not even a league average stopgap yeah. in anything you can quantify. If you want to tell me he's he's you know going to Cooperstown because of the guy he is off the field, that's great. Well, so was Jordan Lyles. But there came a time where you upgraded off of Jordan Lyles because that's not good enough anymore. And I guess it's a little different in season than after the season. But I just I'm not buying it. Like there's that that clubhouse is great. Yes. And everybody who wants to cram Adam Fraser down our throats as some sort of end all be all need him in the clubhouse. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of him. Keep him on the bench. Yeah. But like you're going to tell me that these guys would be pissed off if their buddy Jordan Westberg got up here who they know has been stuck at AAA for over 155 games. You're going to tell me there's not people over there scratching their heads saying. Man, what does it take for for some of of my boys who I played with through every level of the minors to get the opportunity that I got? You know what I mean? Like, they're sitting there saying Colton Kowser doesn't belong, or man, we know what Colton can do. That can be an athletic shot in the arm, and right field defense has been a problem lately. At the top of the hour, Ariel Epstein, MLB Network, will get the prop queens' best bets for today's slate of games. But coming up next, we're going to get into the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, believe it or not, I feel like we really haven't talked a ton ton about Lamar Jackson recently after every single day uh, until the contract was resolved. Lamar, past couple of years, there's been a troubling trend in the fact that plays fantastic in September, then his play trailed off, then he gets hurt and has not played a game in either December. Can Lamar have his best season since his MVP year in 2019, given the fact that he has the best collection of weapons of his career? Can he get back to that level of play? We'll tell you next. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside Access. Check back three, four, five times a day for the latest breaking sports news. 1057 The Fan. I told someone, like, man, I want to throw for, like, 6,000 yards with the weapons we have. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, I'm not an individual award type of guy or stat watcher, you know. I just want to do that, you know, because no one ever done it, and I feel like we have the weapons to do it. That's Lamar Jackson with some very ambitious goals, Jason Lockett, for 6,000 yards. I mean, you got to get the 4,000 first. Even 6,000 combined yards like, would be ridiculous. And obviously Lamar is being – very much tongue-in-cheek, but got to give credit to Eric DaCosta, breaking tendency here. He was very aggressive in revamping this wide receiver room, and he did it. Went out, got Odell Beckham Jr., $15 million. This organization does not make that type of investment at the receiver position. He said he would keep swinging. And he did at the receiver position in the draft. Took his third first-round receiver as GM of the Ravens in Zay Flowers. Signed Nelson Aguilar. You got Bateman back in the fold. You got Duvernay back in the fold. Tight ends, you just drafted two fourth-round tight ends last year. You just paid Mark Andrews not that long before that. One of the highest-paid tight ends in football. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. There are weapons galore for Lamar Jackson. Now, You look back over the last couple of years. I'll give you these numbers. Lamar, first five games, so September and a game in October. 67% completion percentage. This is 2021. 
Over 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, three picks, 104.4 passer rating, 9.1 yards an attempt. That's the evolution. It starts starts that way, Bone. 341 yards on the ground, so he was the best player in football. Followed it up after that, the seven games following, 62% completion percentage. Eight touchdowns, 10 picks, 73.5 passer rating, and then he got hurt in the Browns game. Go to last year. First three games in September, Jason, 63.6% completion percentage, 750 yards, 10 touchdowns, two picks, 119 passer rating, 8.5 yards per attempt, 243 yards on the ground, 9.3 yards per carry. Nine games prior to him getting hurt, 61.7% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, five picks, 80.7 passer rating, 6.2 yards per attempt so it's two different guys from the beginning of the year best player in football to really struggling heading to an unfortunate injury in both instances can Lamar put together a full year like I'm not saying 2019 I don't know if we're ever going to see well it's a different offense now they're aspiring to different goals his his best year his most efficient year since 2019 can Lamar Jackson accomplish that I think he can I think it'll be different um I think it could be bumpy to start because there is so much newness and Hopefully it's ascendant over the second half of the season where obviously because of the injuries it's been shot out of a rocket and then, you know, it kind of implodes. Um, the first question is, Kenny, you know, how, how big is the sample size? How many games he's playing? None of, have a, none of us have a crystal ball. I'd like to hope that the, the, the injury woes are behind him, but much like Bateman, when it happens, you know, more often than not in a short sample size, you'd be silly to pretend it's not a potential issue. I looked at a lot of different sort of um, people who are big in the fantasy football world and, you know, their projections and what they think he could be. And um, some are saying 4,500 total yards, 38 total touchdowns, you know, skewing more throwing than running. But I don't know. That might be sort of the sweet spot others have broke it down about 3500 passing yards 26 passing tds 950 rushing yards you know maybe four rushing tds another projection uh algorithm spit out 2900 pass 3900 passing yards 80 825 rushing yards so they're all getting kind of to the same spot around 4500 yards 27 uh passing touchdowns maybe five rushing touchdowns I think he, if he's remotely healthy, Bone, and this cast around him stays remotely healthy, I think he accounts for 35 or more touchdowns total. And I think he could throw for 33, 35 himself and run for another three to five. And now we're talking 40. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility with how diverse this attack could be and with Todd Munkin now pulling the strings. And I'm inclined to believe that's somewhere around 800 rushing yards makes a whole lot more sense to them right now than 1,250 or something like that. Yeah, and to put in perspective, you go back to 2019, he had 3,100 passing yards, 36 touchdowns. On the ground, he had 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns, so 43 touchdowns. You go to 2020, and he had 26 passing touchdowns 
and seven rushing. So that's 33 touchdowns. Yeah. So somewhere around that is where you – I, assuming health, assuming health, which is – It's a big assumption. A big assumption because there's a lot of guys with injury history on this offense. I think he has a monster year. I, I think this offense – I think this offense can be pretty damn hard to stop. Mm-hmm. When they're fine, because they can, they can attack you in so many different ways, Jason. I mean, you go, you go to 2019 where you got Mark Andrews and a rookie Hollywood yeah. Brown, and and he just hasn't had the weaponry no. that he has this year. Where it's you can't hone in on just Mark Andrews. You can't hone in on just Bateman or Odell or. There's so many guys that can beat you. And make no mistake about it, this team is not going to get away from its roots. They're still going to pound the damn ball. Sure. I mean, that's going to happen. And we think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a big-time year, both of them being – I just – I think it frees up so many guys in this offense that Lamar Jackson hasn't been accustomed to because the talent hasn't been there. Yeah, look, I I think if you're looking for baselines for me – if this offense does evolve, as we think it might, and if these pieces do fit, and we think they will by and large, like 32 touch, two touchdowns per – like, and is he going to play all 17? Will he even need to play all 17? Will they sit him? Will he, I'm still thinking sort of 16 – if he plays 16 games-ish, can he average two touchdown passes a game? You know, can, can he throw for 32 touchdowns, and whether he runs for three or four or five or whatever, so be it um, – you know, I, I think that's a fair expectation. Um, the offensive line should be, you know, as good as it's been. Maybe not quite 2019 level, but but probably close enough. Um, and, yeah, they're not going to abandon the run game. Harbaugh's not going to allow that. They're going to stay relatively balanced. They want to be relatively unpredictable. But, yeah, I think Lamar Jackson, if I'm shooting for realistic goals from a passing standpoint – I think 4,000 yards, 32 passing touchdowns. I'd like to see him hit those numbers. We're going to get back into this uh, topic later on in the show. But coming up next, Ariel Epstein, MLB Network, will get her best bets from the prop queen on the other side. We're going to get back into the Orioles during TMI. Some very interesting numbers when you dive into the analytics of Ryan O'Hearn. You are going to be surprised about how great he has been in the orange and black. But Ariel Epstein joins us next. It's Inside Access, and we're broadcasting live from Pickles Pub. Stop by, say hi. The Chuck Bucks will be flowing. It's Friday night, people. Come by Pickles. Fan. Inside Access. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 